Welcome to your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. I'm Nick. Wearing masks to keep ourselves and others healthy is part of the new normal. Now the masks have become second nature, but are we having to relearn how to communicate? All right, so you wear masks? I do, all the time. We all do, right? I mean, most of us do. we're out and about, yeah. Some people wear masks. I shouldn't say we all do because I see people who don't. But it's been weird for me because I'm teaching an improv class with masks on. And to be able to convey the emotion that you need to uh, in an improv scene with a mask on, you really have to overcompensate. And actually, I'm learning it's a good lesson for life in general that uh, right now everyone's relying on our eyes right? Our eyes are telling them everything that they, that they can know about our faces and how we feel. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm noticing more and more, and I'm seeing it in my improv class as well is, is people over emoting with their eyes so that, so that they're being very clear about how they feel with their eyes. So there's no confusion. And I thought it's kind of an interesting perspective to, to see people trying so hard to convey how they feel, uh, because three quarters of their face or two thirds of their face is being hidden by a piece of cloth. So when I love the idea that after well, potentially after this is over, that we still do that with our eyes, that yeah. we're still being overly uh, visible in terms of how we're feeling, because, yeah, we're, we're losing everything with this with the mouth. Right. So I can't smile at somebody and have them know that I'm smiling at them. Right. And I'm not the type of person who laughs a lot. I've, I think I grew up kind of embarrassed by my laugh. And so I don't laugh huh. a lot out loud uh, or L.O.L. As the kids say, uh, so that's something that I need to like work on so that people know that I'm not just standing there stoically and I don't think they're funny. Yeah. And yeah, it's really interesting. I'm wondering if we get into more hand gestures again, like thumbs up and, uh, you know, those sorts of things. If we start getting into or creating some hand gestures, I I want to pay attention to that. I bet we're actually doing that right now. I bet we are. It's like when you're in a foreign country and you don't know the language. Yeah. What do you do? You go, you move to the universal languages of making forms with your hands and, and being emotional. Right. I remember Patty, when we were in Paris, trying to explain to a baker that she wanted to her to package up the bread so she could take it on a plane. And she ran out of French. And then just to watch her try to explain with her hands and with her energy on the plane, the airplane, I, she, she had her left hand taking off from her right hand sure. like five times. She eventually, the lady got it and packaged it up beautifully. But it was really a, a fun experience to see her use the tools that she has. Yeah, I think that's a theme actually with all of this stuff, right? That we're having to figure out how to reemploy the tools that we have in order to get the same results that we got uh, before we were all socially distanced. Well, that's another thing too, as long with the, um, the emotions that we're trying to convey is just the conveyance of the words, mm-hmm. right? Because now that I can't read your lips, I never realized how reliant I was on that, that that's oh. part of the way that I communicate. If it's, if there's stuff going on around, if there's just even music playing in the background. It's amazing how I never realized how much I relied on that. And I, I felt bad because in the classroom, I had to say a couple times, everyone, please be quiet, because I could not hear the person next to me who was trying to speak to me through their mask. And it wasn't that I couldn't hear them. It's, uh, you know, my son had some hearing loss uh, early in his life. And uh, he used to say, 
I can hear you. I just can't understand you. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it felt. Like I can hear words coming out of this person, but I can't interpret what's coming through. And it's amazing how just being able to see someone's mouth, you fill in the blanks. Yeah, I've uh, we play music at work, and so I've had to turn it down multiple uh-huh. times because I find that it's not only me. I'm not just the old man. Like if it's too loud, <laughs> you're too old, and uh, it's other people. Like it's customers in the store yeah. that can't necessarily, especially if this is the you know the first time they're coming out in a while. Yeah, and they're just getting used to having the masks on and being surrounded by people who are wearing masks is they can't there's a there's a lag there yeah for the understanding so you have to speak clearly you have to speak loudly not necessarily eloquently because i'll never do that (laughs) it's an interesting balance to have to strike because i know the psychological impact that music and retail space can have yeah it really does make people stay longer and it makes them relax while they're looking which allows them to consider things more right but if it's so loud that they can't interact with each other or it's like being at a bar where the music is blaring uh, it becomes an uncomfortable experience and then they'll leave sooner I'm always amazed by people's ability to change and to persevere. We humans can be incredibly ingenious and adaptive, especially when we have no other choice. Even something as simple as overcoming the limitations created by a piece of cloth over our nose and mouth is a simple example of the human spirit finding a way around the barriers put in its path. It's a little thing, but it inspires me. And I think it's a good habit to find the joy in the little things. If we do that enough, It's a big thing. Thanks for listening.